The Arab world is home to more than 350 million consumers. Despite the outside stereotypes that paint the region in a negative light, they want the same kinds of quality products as consumers anywhere else. Businesses, both local and from around the world, are seizing these boundless opportunities and building markets throughout the Arab world. I didn't realize how vibrant and globally connected the Arab world really is until one afternoon at a small shop in the middle of a Hezbollah-controlled section of South Beirut. I looked across the counter of the small convenience store and saw it there, slim and shiny, sitting on the shelf. They sell that here? Our two-car caravan had taken a right turn at the corner of a massive walled compound, skirting the side of a mosque and driving down toward the multi-story residential buildings rising a few blocks down the road. The wide street looked almost festive, the sort of promenade that typifies the French influence on Beirut. The dozens of banners, one or two hanging on each light pole around the center berm, gave the street a celebratory air. But to those of us inside the car, they served as a chilling reminder of the political divisions that run throughout this seaside city and the Arab world at large. The banners, my host explained, featured photos of Hezbollah martyrs, some of them killed in combat, and others who died as suicide bombers. All of them were canonized as heroes in Dahia, this neighborhood in the heart of Hezbollah territory in South Beirut. The scene suddenly felt reminiscent of the images I'd seen hundreds of times on U.S. newscasts. In a city where at least 17 religious sects tried to maintain a tenuous balance, my hosts took me through various Muslim and Christian neighborhoods, showing me how they and their products were making inroads throughout the city. They urged me to avoid Dahia, and I could sense their rising tension when we pulled off the main boulevard into the narrow side streets. This was not an area that welcomed Westerners gladly, and my editor, a six-foot, six-inch white American, wouldn't exactly blend in with the crowd here. Bringing my tall editor along made one of my hosts— who managed distribution and marketing in this neighborhood, especially nervous. He refused to let him out of the car. I didn't pay too much attention at the time. We'd parked on a narrow side street lined with local storefronts. A few street vendors pushed by with their carts, one covered with fruit, another with cases of bottled water. In a shop window across the street, several goat or sheep carcasses hung from large, three-pronged hooks. One of the shop's butchers plunged a gloved hand into a tub and pulled out some hairless skins, which dripped a thick liquid as he carried them off to a back room. A few passers-by glanced over as I got out of the car, but no one paid much attention as three of my hosts and I walked into a duken, a small retail shop, about halfway down the block. As I browsed around the duken with my hosts, in walked a young woman about fifteen years old and fully covered in an abaya, the traditional robe and veil that many Arab women wear. She struck up a conversation with the shopkeeper, eyed the popular items he had displayed around his counter, and asked for a bag of potato chips and a can of Boom Boom, a popular energy drink. And then I saw it, that slim and shiny can on the shelf. I couldn't believe it. They sell Red Bull here? And as I looked around, I also saw Coca-Cola, Pringles, and always feminine pads. This Ducan, 
in one of the most virulently anti-West neighborhoods in the region, stocked a wide variety of thoroughly Western brands and products. Later, as the shopkeeper explained that the girl had taken a short break from her studies to get a quick jolt of caffeine, it struck me. Change the clothes and the brand of energy drink she bought, and I could have witnessed the exact same transaction at a convenience store in my hometown of Austin, Texas. I even asked the shopkeeper where he thought Red Bull came from. He shrugged and guessed it was a Lebanese brand. He could not have cared less that it was an Austrian company popular for its hard-charging brand image in the United States. His customers liked it. His distributor supplied it. He sold it. It was that simple. The Arab market is vibrant and globally interconnected. I found similar scenarios in every Arab country I visited. A marketplace filled with consumers who shared the same basic wants and needs as anyone else, anywhere else.